BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. This is Tom and Bach coming at you live from Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Tom Stevens. Hey, what day is it? Uh, to my knowledge, Wednesday. Well, we're happier than a camel on Wednesday, baby. Jake Bakoven. Coach told me when we're in Rome, we do as Romans. And when we're in Italy, we do as Italians. So, Italians, they eat pizza after the games. Tom and Buck starts now. Flying through a Wednesday, uh, it is Tom Bach. I'm Tom Stevens. He's Jake Bachoven. Scott Frost spoke to the media today. A lot of interesting things were said. I haven't had a chance to listen to them all. I've read a few of the comments made by Scott Frost. So we're just going to scroll through them, and you just stop me whenever you want to react. Bob. All right. All right. All right. This is Scott Frost. Will you rely on a new offensive coordinator to find the other position coaches? Potentially, yeah, potentially. Um, if I was getting hired as a coordinator somewhere, I'd, I'd probably have some strong feelings about a guy or two, and we got to see how all that uh, unfolds. Will you be looking for a quarterback, or that be something that uh, you – oh, a quarterback coach. Uh, will you be looking for a quarterback coach, or is that something that you'll be handling? Scott Frost. I, I certainly would love to do it um, as I'm trying to kind of back away from some of those those roles a little bit. That probably doesn't make a ton of sense, but I have to see how the whole puzzle fits together. Um, the, the first person I'm looking for is the offensive coordinator, and we'll, we'll fit the puzzle together from there. Why is Sean Becton still on the staff? Yeah, there's so much that goes into these decisions, and um, coaches have to fill a lot of roles. They're, I mean, they, they have to coach, they have to mentor, they have to recruit. Um, they have to get their guys to play well and execute. Uh, Sean Becton is, uh, I, th- I think, a lead at all those things. And um, if we're going to have any continuity with some of the really good things we're doing on offense, uh, we needed some people here that, that know the scheme and, and can help uh, take it forward in the next step. He knows the scheme. That's in part why he's still on the offensive staff. Frost uh, brought up the restructuring of the contract. Who brought it up? Was it you or was it Trev Alberts? You know, we talk every week. I think I, I brought up the idea originally and didn't hear anything else about it. And um, he kind of brought me some ideas. And, and again, that's an easy decision for me. Um, I'm in this business because uh, I love the kids and I'm here because I love this place. And, um, man, I want to see this through and get this right. And um, any sacrifice I have to make to continue to do this, uh, that's an easy decision. Uh, when did you start thinking about the plan that Trev put in his statement? Uh, 
we, Trevor and I talk every week. Uh, some of it's about that kind of stuff. Some of it's about the premiere of Yellowstone. Um, enjoy talking to him. Um, you know, the idea has been going back and forth for a couple weeks here. And, and for me, it's an easy decision. You know, I'm in this business primarily because I love the players. I love the mentoring side of this job. I love being around the guys all the time. Um, I took this job because I love Nebraska and I love this university. Um, it would break my heart to think we've made the improvements we've had and, and gotten it so close in so many games and, and not get an opportunity to see it through. Um, so it's, it's an easy decision for me to make any sacrifices I have to, to to have the privilege to continue to be here. Scott Frost here talking about when you decided that staff cha- when he decided that staff changes would be necessary. Yeah, uh, you know, those guys have done unbelievable job helping us to get better. And they're all, like I said, good coaches and even better men. Um, been talking with Trev for a long time. Appreciate those conversations. Um, you know, it's hard to it, – it, we've come so close in so many games, and it's hard to think we can keep doing exactly the same things and, and get over the, the top. And it's not any person's fault, any one of those coaches' fault. Um, Sometimes there just needs to be a, a little different voice and, and maybe little changes that can make a difference. And um, the timing was tough uh, in the middle of a season. Um, but everything's going to move really fast here after the season uh, with recruiting and signing day. Um, and it's kind of important to uh, get guys in place to help get those things done. And with a bye week and time to evaluate, I uh, thought that, that was the best time. Uh, we've heard Scott Frost will become more of a CEO in the program. Uh, here's his vision uh, for the layout of that role next year. Yeah, we've talked a lot about that. Um, this job is bigger than a lot of other jobs. There's just a lot more that has to be done uh, on the field and off. Um, frankly, I've been wearing myself a little thin trying to run the offense and call the offense. And it isn't just game day. It's it's all week long. and. And there probably are areas of the program that I could spend more time with um, if I wasn't so occupied with that. Um, you know, he talked to me about that. I agree. Um, I appreciate his uh, advice on that. And um, I'm going to do the best I can to put together a team that, that allows some of those things to happen. Here's Scott Frost talking about his vision for the offense going forward. You know, we've been really good on offense. When we have the right guys, we've been a lead on offense. Um, I'm not necessarily looking for wholesale changes. Um, I did have a lot of guys around me that knew a lot of the same things that I knew, um, and that's worked. Um, I think it could still work. Um, kind of looking for some some fresh ideas to help. Um, not necessarily wholesale changes, but if we think that gives us the best uh, chance to get a little better, then uh, we will. So kind of in the early stages of um, identifying people, have a pretty good idea of what I want it to look like, and we'll see where we land. Uh, here's uh, Scott Frost talking about the moment where he earned others' trust. I'm not sure what this means. Uh, I think that's just kept growing every time we get together and get to know each other better. You know, it was unusual timing um, when he came in, and, and there were some other uh, tough things swirling when he came in, and um, we've been through a lot in a short time together. Yeah, he's talking about earning the trust of Trev Alberts there. Uh, anything stick out so far? Uh, not necessarily. Um, I mean, I, I think he's he's saying the right things. 
uh, mostly here. It's kind of interesting to, you know, the not wholesale changes. We kind of talked about this earlier, not wholesale changes, um, just some fresh ideas there. But he did kind of leave it open to, you know, that the, they're, they're just kind of starting the the process of trying to identify who would be that next offense coordinator. And clearly, and he's, he's also said, you know, they might have input on the other coaches. Yeah. This offensive coordinator hire is just going to be huge. Uh, and and it, it almost... It almost feels like it has to be somewhat of a big name uh, for people to really buy into. Whether they buy into it or not, yeah. I guess it doesn't matter that much. But as far as uh, as far as interest goes, I I, I think it's going to have to be a pretty big name. Would Mark Helfrich excite you at all? Yeah, it's kind of more the same. That's that's within the Frost family, yeah. though. When you talk about fresh ideas, yeah, I feel like that's the same that may type not be of the freshest. Yeah, yeah, but it is a big name. It is a big name. Uh, we'll get to more names as we go along. Uh, this is Scott Frost talking about uh, his plan for special teams and the special teams coach. Potentially, I'll tell you what. Uh, Mike Dawson has done a great job running the special teams. Um, obviously, he has people in the building that are helping him in the office with that. Um, but our special teams have vastly improved um our our specialists we need to continue to get better in those roles but our coverage units uh when you watch the tape and, and compare to where we've been um i'm really happy with the progress we've made there so i, I think that's just uh when we put the puzzle together figure out if that's a possibility or not if it is i would love to one more for you the mood of the offensive players now that they've lost their coaches they're hurting um you know i I see the look on the offensive line's coach, and the offensive line love Coach Austin because of the man that he is. Um, and it's the same with the uh, other positions and other groups. Uh, they're hurting. I'm hurting. Um, I've gone to a lot of games and battles and spent a lot of time with those guys. And like I said, they're, they're really good coaches and great men. Um, these are decisions sometimes you have to make as a leader, and um, the kids are resilient. They'll be okay. I will play one more here. Uh, just talked about the mood of the players. Mood in the last 72 hours. It's been tough. Um, it's been tough on coaches and players and, and everyone. Um, you know, the guys we let go um, are really good coaches, and they're even better men. And um, those are hard decisions that had had to be made. And um, I can't thank those guys enough. Um, I couldn't care about those guys anymore. A lot of the players feel the same way. Um, so it's a, it's been a tough seventy two. Hey, you um, hey, hear it. He, he couldn't care about those guys anymore. That's what he said. <laughs> he couldn't care more <laughs> oh, okay. about those guys. Uh, yeah, yeah. It sounded awkward the way he said it, but <laughs> no, I knew what he meant. Yeah. I think he kind of likes them, and uh, he misses them as men. And he made some hard decisions. And Nebraska's going forward. And he it was it was interesting that he came to Frost with the idea of the pay reduction. A uh, yeah. million dollars, at least according to him. Who knows? Uh, but it would be kind of weird not to like. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then place a five dollar wager on any sport. You'll receive one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only 
Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Or, or to make Trev do it, right? I mean, because it, right. it's just hanging well, there like, yeah, that's probably something, especially with having seen Harbaugh do it. It just seems like... But that wasn't Harbaugh's idea. I well, don't right. Think. I'm just saying, like... If Frost wants, if Frost truly wanted to stay, that would be something that he could probably bring up and uh, say, you know what, I'm willing to give a little bit back to you know, to uh, to get another opportunity. Yeah. And so I think that's a good pitch for him. Yeah. And you can use that pool of money maybe to get some really good assistant oh, yeah. coaches. I mean, that's that's what makes this offensive coordinator hire really interesting is what if they throw a million dollars out there at somebody? Yeah. I mean, th- that's... Well, Troy Walters was making $700,000. Yeah. Uh, Lubick right around 400, I believe, or something in that neighborhood. Uh, yeah, you can, you can do some damage with $1 million just for one guy. Uh, and why not? Uh, you've got, you one, need it right now. You've got one chance, one yeah. year, uh, one opportunity. That should be a song. Uh, <laughs> uh, you only get one shot. That's right. One shot. That's one opportunity. One opportunity. Uh, I want to go through the college football playoff rankings that happened last night. Uh, no big surprise that Georgia remains Number one, they're nine and zero. They're coming off a forty-three to six win over Missouri. They haven't had any close games this year. I think they're going to thump Alabama. I do wonder what happens to Georgia because I think they will get in a close game at some point. Um, that they really ha- Bennett's been good, Jan- Daniels is good, but you really don't know a lot about them as a team because they haven't had any close games. You haven't seen a quarterback having to, you know, run engineer a game winning drive, something yeah. along those I mean, lines. the closest game they had was the 10, three game against Clemson right. where it was just all defense. Yeah. That was and your favorite type of game. You, that was it awesome. was just was horrible to watch game. and you loved it. Uh, you have Alabama at nine and one. They survive over LSU 20 to 14. You can make the argument that Alabama, <laughs> Mike Schaefer said this, and I wonder if you agree. Uh, he said this earlier this morning. They are keeping Alabama at number two. In case they lose, they won't move them uh, past number four. But if that happens, we'll all be really angry, right? And oh, then yeah. we'll then we'll show them because we're going to be really angry when <laughs> Alabama gets in with two. I just don't see how that can happen. I don't see it happening. I mean, obviously, if you don't have like if Cincinnati loses a game. And all the other teams that, like, there's three teams, you know, I guess there's Georgia undefeated, Oklahoma's undefeated, you have a one-loss team, and there's just Cincinnati with one loss and all the other teams have two losses, then Alabama's going to get in. Alabama's going to always get the benefit of the doubt among the group of losses that they have. Um, But, you know, I I just don't think that you could honestly say, because especially just coming off the loss against Georgia, that's their playoff game. You're already in the playoffs. Win that game, and you move on. Lose the game, and you don't. So it's an extension of the playoffs, the SEC championship game. There's no way a two-loss team should be in the playoffs unless there's a lot of two-loss teams, Uh, in my opinion. Number three, Oregon, uh, after their 26-16 win over Washington, not very impressive. Uh, uh, but they're still They're the least impressive playoff team because they've had some injuries. But they've had the best win. Uh, they have right. the best win. That's what everybody argues. They beat Ohio State. Uh, so it makes sense that they're ahead of Ohio State, who's now ranked fourth. But the committee said that they were going to honor head-to-head, but they really didn't as we move down this list. But we'll talk about that here just in a moment. Uh, you had Ohio State at 8-1 and one after a close win over Nebraska. Maybe it shows they respect Nebraska a little bit as well. Uh, <laughs> hey, I'm going to take anything good you know, I can out of the season. I'm, I'm, I'm reaching. 
I am reaching far. Uh, number five, Cincinnati. They move up from six, uh, so that, I guess that's good for them. But Cincinnati, uh, 28-20 over Tulsa at home. That was a bad win. They've had three bad wins uh, over very mediocre teams the last three weeks, but they did win. Um, it's they, it's weird with them because you argue the style points thing, right? Like yeah. they, they more than anybody need style points and they're not getting it done. And I don't know because sometimes you think, you know, what, what matters in all of this? Is it, is it, is it the, the records, the resume, the style points, yeah. uh, the eye, the eye test, all that stuff. Um, and usually I, I would, I would try to throw most of that out and just go on resume. But with them, I feel like there is a need for style points and they're not getting it done. Uh, they, they've been really ugly the last three weeks, but they are 9-0, and and they do have a great win. Oh, the second best win maybe this year in college football on the road at Notre Dame. Uh, the best win is on the road at Ohio State by Oregon. Uh, I think they have the second best win. Texas A&M's victory over Alabama was pretty good. Was that was that Alabama? But they have well, two losses. Way. But they have two. They have, <laughs> yeah, they, they have among two this losses. group. Yeah, among this group that yeah. has one loss. A uh, and M has two losses, and if they they're, they were only a one loss team at Alabama, they would be up in this discussion right now. But they have two losses. Uh, number six is Michigan at eight and one, one spot ahead of Michigan State. And the committee said they were honoring head to head. Michigan State beat Michigan, and yet they said last night. Well, they just think Michigan's a better team now. Well, and it's further confusing because the Big Ten refs, which we all crap on all the time, as well we should, they actually admitted to a mistake in the Michigan-Michigan State game, which helped Michigan State spark that comeback. Do you look at that as a committee that they won head-to-head, but they really didn't because the officials blew it? I I mean, it wasn't like the final play or anything, so I I still think that Michigan had a chance to win that game, several chances after that. Um, But I, I think it does factor in a little bit. It's just... It's hard because there's missed calls in every game, yeah. and whether the conference admits it or not, should that factor in? No, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I just said I, I had heard they said they told us you're honoring head to head, but maybe they thought well they were robbed in that game by the officials, so we're going to put Michigan ahead of Michigan State. But Michigan State was the only top five team to lose, uh, of course, forty to twenty nine over Purdue. Well, what? Go ahead. Sorry. And the other fascinating part though is that if, if, are you. You say you're honoring head-to-head, and then you don't honor head-to-head. And then the other thing is, yeah. long-term, are you going to honor head-to-head of Oregon over yeah. Ohio State? I don't State? trust any of those They dudes. probably shouldn't, though, because, I mean, maybe they should. It depends on your, your own yeah. opinion there. But or- Oregon is not going to win a better conference than Ohio yeah. State. They're going to be a lot more battle-tested having gone through the Big Ten. So, I don't know. It's it's, a, it's some tough decisions to make. I don't trust this committee. Tom Osborne's not on it anymore, and Gary Barta <laughs> is running it, and he's from Iowa, and they have bad corn. So there's <laughs> right. no way that you could uh, trust this committee at all. Number eight is Oklahoma at nine and zero. They were idle this past week. Uh, Notre Dame uh, eight and one. Then you had Oklahoma State. You know any of those teams that only have one loss? Oklahoma State obviously is going to play Oklahoma. Uh, so there's still a chance for them in the shootout. I don't think Notre Dame has a chance for some reason. I just don't think they have a chance to get in. Even if the they're the one, one even if they're, they're think, one of the four one loss teams or, you know what I'm saying? I don't think there'll be four. I think there'll be more than four. And then you'll have Cincinnati undefeated. It'll be tough for them to get in. It'll be tough for them to get out, uh, get in, uh, maybe get out would not be as tough uh, because <laughs> I don't have them in. 
Uh, anything else stand out to you about the the rankings? Oh, let's always go check on the Big Ten West grouping. Where do they respect the Big Ten West? Uh, they last week they had Wisconsin, they had Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Iowa uh, near the bottom of the top twenty-five. They threw Minnesota out. They lost. Um, Purdue won. Put them in. Now it's Wisconsin, Purdue, Iowa, 18, 19, 20. They're uh, very clear uh, about how much they respect uh, the Big Ten West right there at eighteen. Uh, yeah, your takes are all about the teams that have no chance to get in the playoff. I like it though. You're right. I like the Big Ten West. The, the Big Ten. Yeah. West groupings at the bottom of the college football playoff. How about UTSA, playoff? undefeated at 23? I know. I know. We don't have that same argument about UTSA. Yeah. Why, why don't they deserve to be in? They beat well, Illinois, right? But we had the Cincinnati. <laughs> That's right. They did beat Illinois. And Illinois, since then, has beaten Penn State. And yeah. They just beat they're, – they're really good. They just beat Minnesota. Uh, so Penn State Minnesota no longer ranked. By the way, <laughs> that, well, they, they that's because probably, of losing no. to Illinois. Uh, Cincinnati's the most interesting thing in this whole thing. I mean, they're going to need probably Oregon to lose. They're going to need Oklahoma to lose. They're going to need Georgia to beat Alabama. Uh, it doesn't really matter that they're fifth right now. They're going to need all those things to happen. Um, yeah. And if Michigan, if Michigan goes undefeated the rest of the way, they're ahead of them. I mean. Same with Michigan State. Oh, yeah. It feels like Notre Dame probably has it over them. I don't know. Um, I, I just think it's going to be really tough for Cincinnati, and we're going to be Notre yelling. Dame cannot get the – if if Cincinnati is undefeated and Notre Dame has the one loss oh, that's right, that's to right. Cincinnati, that's, that's right. that, that would be that, pretty that, rough. That would, that would be – you're right. You, <laughs> I forgot that That's they, why Notre Dame has no chance, because they're not even getting in over Cincinnati. That's right. That's it. There you go. Uh, the argument is complete. Uh, let's get to break. Come back with uh, more. We've got uh, S- not Stephen M. Sipple today. I think we're going to move his appearance to tomorrow. Yeah. He's a busy man. Well, it's really just us. We just we just don't have any time for Steve today. That's right. right. We, we we couldn't fit him in our busy schedule. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no he it. was at the press conference with Ross, and he's got things going on. I think this is his driving day. Where he does that big debate with Sam of oh, the yeah. Omaha World Herald, which is really good stuff. Oh yeah. Uh, so I think he's got that going on. He's got a deadline to meet, so he doesn't have time for us small potato guys uh, i'm gonna today. be on with sip all tomorrow and friday Are morning you? on early break yeah i forgot to tease that now i wow. am wow uh that's fantastic yeah so i'll talk to simple a few times tomorrow. uh and we'll talk more about college football and other things uh coming up next on tom and bach download our app by searching 93.7 a ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are this is tom and bach BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.